Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, hello and happy 2004 to one and all within the sound of our voices in Patriots Nation, the wide world of world over. It's your old pals, Fitzy and Hart, coming at you with this year's first edition of Six Rings and Football Thangs, brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. We hope you had a fabulous finish to 2023, a healthy and prosperous Christmas, whatever holiday you may have celebrated, and New Year as well. Unfortunately, in some respects, even though it is 2024, it's still 2023 as far as the Patriots go, because we have one more game left in this ridiculous, frustrating, at times god-awful, potentially promising, but just by and large, lost season. Today on the program, we will hand out our grades for Week 17, Game 16 of the 2023 season. The New Year's Eve affair in Buffalo. What a wild one it was. It was a first half to remember and a second half that just sort of kind of took care of everything as quickly as possible and got us to the post game. And then, of course, it's time for some Pat's Paris. We'll catch up on all the news, notes, and nuggets that are whirling and twirling in the wide world of Patriots. All right, Hart. Uh, so, yep, like I said, it is 2024, but we still have to talk about 2023, quite literally, because that's when the last game was played. And we have one game to go in this season to forget. But it's still potentially a memorable one because it could be Bill Belichick's last. And we don't know with any more certainty or definition that it will be his last. Uh, I know we batted around words like penultimate for the uh game in Buffalo last week. Could this be the ultimate affair for Bill Belichick? It is certainly not the ultimate season as far as entertainment and fulfillment go. Let's hand out some great. Well, first, just before we hand out the grades, um, we had a truncated post-game show uh, on New Year's Eve. And then you probably made your way to uh, some parties and whatnot. And I immediately got back underneath the covers. Um, not because I was afraid of anything. I was just a little under the weather myself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I see. I knew that was good. Turp, it was 2.15 the first time Andy made the meow sound, even though uh, 
let the record show that the when one of us had the similar virus, they were not able to do the post game show. Whereas I battled through with a high. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, who's the meow now, Mofo? I'm an expert on meowing. <laughs> oh, I really just want to take some drugs and go to sleep. All right. Um. Anyway. Um. Yes. Uh. Just so we did it. We did our post game show, and there was obviously a lot to dissect. It was a bananas first half. Before we hand out individual grades, any couple days now removed thoughts on game sixteen from the 2023 season. Oh, I thought you were going to take a bigger picture, and I was going to say, hey, that Michael Penix might look good in a Patriots uniform. Everybody's gushing on him. Calf. I actually fear him a, a little bit, but, I mean, with all the other quarterbacks sitting out, Bo Nix and Michael Penix actually got a, a chance to inject some life into the uh, early draft process, I guess. Um, and it, it seems like everybody in New England's in love with Michael Penix, and the dream that you've had for a while of the double dip might be dead because Michael Penix may have played himself well beyond the top of the first, I mean, the top of the second round. Andy, can you remember just, I look, recency bias is a hell of a drug, but, and we are all guilty of it on a regular basis, especially in sports where immediacy of takes and opinion dominates the news cycle. But do you remember ever watching the ball come out of someone's hand so effortlessly? I mean, he no, just, got, he just put, it's unbelievable. It's fun to watch and, he made some throws against Texas that just threaded the needle, that just throws that that Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, the guys we've been watching simply can't make. And mm -mm. that doesn't mean he's going to be great. He could frustrate you in different ways. You can be frustrated with a cannon quarterback just the way you can with a, what is what is Rex Ryan call him, limp noodle or whatever the hell yeah. Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. Pete, noodle arm, shooter. yeah. Pete, needle arm, Pete shooter. shooter. Um, but it's just, those are the things you watch and we forget like fun like excitement, like mm -hmm. edge of your seat, but for the right reasons, kind of, kind of football. Um, that was certainly what the reminder was. And JJ McCarthy, I mean, Jim Harbaugh wants us to believe JJ McCarthy is like the greatest college quarterback of all time. It's stupid, but you know, he wants us to, to believe that. And who knows if he comes to the Patriots, maybe he's bringing JJ McCarthy with him. It's uh, he's 26 and one in college as a starter, but uh, we should be reminded as we were with uh, Michael McCorkle, Mac Jones, that sometimes your record is a product of the absolute freight train of a football team you have around you. J.J. McCarthy's only loss as a starter came, of course, in the college football playoff semifinal last year when Michigan made many uncharacteristic, many more uncharacteristic mistakes against TCU in a game they should have won by 20 and somehow found a way to lose. Uh, this time they find a way to win against Bama. We'll talk about those games and any players that stuck out briefly over the course of the bowl games and the college football playoffs in the Pats Perry section. Um, so no, are we out? We're just, we just, no one wants I mean, I mean, that this bills game was, I told you like frustrating and infuriating. I felt like for both fan bases, like bills, I'm not sure they feel good about where they're at, even though they're winning and heading into the postseason. potentially they could still Pat, miss the postseason. I mean, yeah. I mean the bills, um, how bad can you feel when you're going to play uh, another division rival for your, division's title next Sunday night. Like that's a play in game. That's cool. But do you feel great about the way your team is playing? And I mean, the other team gives you three interceptions, four turnovers, 20 points, and you still kind of hang on for dear life. And the other team doesn't really have an offense and just, I don't know. It was an interesting, um, interesting game, just an interesting game mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Again, I don't know, like 
not high level interesting, not really good interesting where it's like classic Patriots bills or classic Patriots anybody. Um, but they've brought entertainment down the stretch, whether it's a couple mm-hmm. wins that you may not have wanted this, a game where you could have won, but you didn't. And maybe that's the best for everyone involved at this point in the process. And, you know, the, the draft seating and all of that. Um, and, and guys fighting the good fight and guys that aren't fighting the good fight being told, don't even fight at all. Sit your big ass home and, and don't even play. Like there's, there's a lot that goes into all of this. Um, and then first and foremost, one game left. We're almost done with this. Thank God. Season. Thank God. I mean, really trying to like tell myself and everyone that's listening or that watches or whatever. Hey guys, hasn't it been at least a little more fun the last month and a half? Hasn't there been a higher degree of watchability? There has. I mean, look, you know, oh, oh, but for the days where it was 38 to three against Dallas, then 34, nothing against New Orleans. Like it's not that bad. Even that win against the Jets was a highly unwatchable game. Not that Bailey Zappi's stats have in any way, shape or form come near Mac Jones's, let alone surpassed him. But there's been something more entertaining or watchable about this home stretch of the season. Uh, but thank God there is only one game left. That game to me felt like I can't decide if it's, you threw all of the elements of the 2023 season, all that bad and a little bit of the good and just threw it into the spin cycle and it just all tumbled around for 60 football minutes. Or if you just put it in a blender and it just turned out like here's a puree of the 2023 Patriots season, like it's going to taste bitter. You thought at one point it was actually going to be pretty decent, but it's mostly gross and I'm not sure where you can go with it from here. So uh, let's get to our grads. For the day, as always, here on Six Rings of Football Things, we go offense, defense, special teams, QB, and coach. We begin with the offense, which quite honestly began once again as an offense. The first play from scrimmage was a turnover. That's two weeks in a row that Bailey Zappi has done that. That's a neat little parlor trick he's got going on. Side note, yes, everybody that watched the Michigan game, I saw your tweet where J.J. McCarthy also had a turnover on his first play from scrimmage. And when everyone tweeted, oh, looks like J.J. McCarthy is ready to supplant Bailey Zappi as Patriots quarterback. I almost tweeted the same thing. I just was too slow with my fingers. But I saw you, and I want you to know that you were seen. All right, Andy, what would you have for a grade? I gave the offense a C-. minus. I gave him a D. Um, well, because I'm a bit of a D myself sometimes. But, uh, you know, when you start the game, not with a kickoff return for a touchdown. We'll get to that later. But once again, start with a turnover. And remember... He started the second half with an interception against the Chiefs. Like, this is now a trend where he either starts the game or the half by just giving the ball to the other football team. Um, it's the zappy half hour. The zappy hour died. And then tell me what you think of this. Just pretend you don't know when this happened, but your team has the ball, and mm-hmm. this is the result. Interception, punt, interception, fumble, punt, interception. We should be losing 20 at least 24 nothing and you weren't but that had nothing to do with you so therefore i think i'm being kind by giving you a d because yeah. i say that i feel like that feels like an f right there that feels like a get the oh. f out my locker room i don't ever want to see you on my effing team again so i'm being nice giving them a d made some plays few things that went positive but just not good and the bills i know are a pretty good defense um ed oliver we talked about it i think in the in the the preview that Ed Oliver was going to make a play or going to make some plays because that's what he's been doing all year. He Big did. man with the one-handed interception. Wow. He is a stud. Now, yeah. far more, and the Patriots pass rush showed up. We'll talk about that when we get to the defense. But just for the offensive perspective, 
You didn't run the ball great. You had a little bit of spark from my guy, Kevin Harris. He had like one long run, one long catch and run, a um, little bit there. The passing game, meh, like mm. inconsistency. Oh, Demario Douglas, who uh, I was surprised to see some of the numbers having one of the greatest uh, rookie seasons for a receiver in the history of the franchise. It's um, now he has the most yards. Um, oh, he does. Yes, oh, he I does. He, he, surpassed Aaron, he surpassed Aaron Dobbs. Let's hope, obviously, things don't go down. So that's that a precursor road. of what exactly? <laughs> what exactly did, does well, that mean? Well, honestly, though, like, did you leave 2013 feeling Aaron Dobbs was a piece of the franchise and a player to Dobbs build son. your offense around? You forgot the no. son. You, you dropped oh, the Dobbs son. Oh, Dobson, that's right. See, all right. All right. Well, He's not right. the quarterback not... of the Vikings, soon to be no, benched. All right. It's not a he full was the wide receiver fog. of the Patriots, soon to be benched. I'm working right. through some things over here. Uh, um, all right. So when Aaron know, Dobson. Sucks. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what we've seen it all year. The mm -hmm. offense is not talented. The offset offense is not cohesive. It's not anything. It's no. it turns the ball over. Mac turned the ball over. Bailey Zappi turned the ball over. Oh, although you're wait because your people, you people, Here yeah, we I'm, go. I'm tying you to something that's really not even you. Um, Eleven twenty-five. Thank you. Pro Football Focus said that um, Bailey Zappi had zero turnover-worthy plays. I saw that. Excuse me. He had three <laughs> picks. How 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 that work exactly? I mean, if like they should probably Stop. not share that information because that makes me think that you're watching a different game, or that this whole entire time you just programmed your algorithm or your next gen statisticals to troll people. He had no turnover worthy plays in a game uh, in which he threw three picks and a half, and I can understand. The Jalen Rager miscommunication, like, oh, that wasn't his fault. You know, James White jumped on him on Twitter. You know, you make adjustment, yes. But you're going to tell me the the pick that Oliver had on the throw to Gasicki was not a, a bad decision, bad throw, bad timing, or the slant when when you I know you got to throw a slant quick, but when you look and the guy is running the route for your receiver and is exactly where you're throwing the football. Mm -hmm. That's a turnover worthy play. I like yeah. you didn't see that this guy, right. th no, I'm sorry. I just go, let's go back that first one to Gesicki. He forces the ball yep. with two defenders draping yep. a quick, like a, like an, uh, an up and out to your tight end. That's going to be at best a four yard gain. Throw it away. Guy, the first play from scrimmage, don't force it into the hands of your least tough pass catcher on the team who just gets dominated by a defender, and then Ed Oliver makes an insanely good pick for a 300-something-pound human being. That's a turnover-worthy play. I uh, Poof is not, don't, you probably take great measures of pride in thinking like, yeah, I brought Fitzy over to my side of the street in a lot of different ways. Like he's finally, I've, 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 I'm not full, I, I haven't committed to the dark side, but at least now I know how to use the two sides of the force. Correct. That, that said, um, holy smokes, like pro football focus is basically just making me think that I shouldn't pay attention to what pro football focus says when they share something like that. You're Sorry. Welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. As, as Maui said in the great movie, Moana, you're welcome. Speaking of the rock, we will get to an announcement he had over the weekend in the back half. Pat's Paris. next defense. I gave him a B plus. I gave him a B minus. Um, and Do honestly, tell. um, it stems from I'm kind of overvaluing one play. Josh Allen was not good. Some of it was the Patriots. Mm -mm. I thought they pressured him up the middle early, and I thought that got in his head. I also just think he missed some throws and didn't play very well. Um, this is 
he's not playing his best football over this season, over the course of the season, or certainly even over the course of the last very, he's very up and down. It's a polarizing season for Josh Allen because there are the turnover heavy detractors and there are the, yeah, but that's going to come with the offensive firepower he brings as he basically carries the team. And he did. He absolutely carried them in a couple rushing touchdowns. Um, I still think there's a chance we're going to remember when he dealt with that shoulder injury. I, I think there could be like a end of the season when it's all over. Oh, Josh Allen had surgery to clean up a torn rotator cuff. And that might just going to say uh, a scope of some kind will yeah. clean things up. Yes. Um, but really like the, the play that I'm fixated on, everybody tells me that they want Kyle Duggar back and he's one of the best players on the D like he got embarrassed by Dalton Kincaid. He ran right by him. Smoked like, and that changed the game. It's a 51-yard catch that flips the field on their really only um, good drive that ends up being the difference in on the scoreboard, the only good drive they had that they kind of earned themselves. And, I mean, I give Duggar credit. I thought it was a touchdown, so did Josh Allen. He made the tackle after 51 yards, but they went on to score. And I don't know. I think Kyle Duggar is, uh, is a linebacker. He's not very good in coverage. He gets exposed, I feel like, multiple times per game in coverage um so overall i think it was a really solid maybe b let me go from b minus to b i'm going to upgrade them just a little bit um because i did like the early impact of the defensive line dietrich wise we tried to start uh the game with both quarterbacks um turning the ball over there the bills recovered but there was that fumble by dietrich wise on the sack anthony jennings had some plays up front barmore was still a beast Am I allowed to, am I allowed to say like, I, I don't know. Do we need a side pod called the Anthony Jennings appreciation hour? I think this kid, nobody I, seems I, to care. And I don't, I, I he's, he's like, like, like he, like he's money. taken the place of Daniel Aquale on the, Hey, you know what, fella? Why don't you stick around for a while? Yeah. I, I based on value, um, comparatively to somebody like Uche or even Duggar, I think, Jennings would be higher on my re-signing list. Um, I'd like mm -hmm. to see him stay in New England, and you might be able to, again, we've talked about ad nauseum, who's making the decisions, how does all that even play out, who decides contracts, whatever, until that's decided, you probably can't re-sign guys. Um, but he would be on my value-based Patriots extension list where you can get a good, solid player who will help you for the next three or four years at probably a, a solid contract because he's he's oncoming, he's he's burgeoning, he's not... I don't think there'll be a lot of money on the open market where somebody's going to be like overpaying him. But a defense that has like some stars on it, like a Judon and like mm -hmm. a Gonzalez, but then you've just got like your real like coal miners in there. Your Tyrone, your Jennings, your Dietrich Wises, your who we had a great time talking to last week when we filled in on the midday show. Go back and check out our chat with Dietrich Wise. I mean, just the personality to spare, good humor, good heart, real grinder. Absolutely love the guy. Um, and Jabril Peppers, obviously, as well. Like you, you like you get a couple of stars, Andy, Barmore, Judon, Gonzalez, and then you start filling it with that real utilitarian blue collar grinders. That's a Belichick defense to me. Like I see well, it might be a Mayo defense or something by that point, or a Flores defense, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> McDaniel, a Graham defense. Um, yeah, it's dare I say Belichickian. Yes, and I agree with you. They have if they keep it all together, they have the, the, the tent poles, the stars, and then the complimentary supplement supplemental pieces in there. Um, like Jawan Bentley, I would put in that category, not a great player. Jelani Tavai, we've talked about him, Anthony Jennings, 
there's there's a nice mix of talent potentially on that defense if they get healthy. Now, the safety position will probably take a hit if Duggar is gone. You'll have to reconfigure that a year after you lose McCourty. Um, but they definitely have some of the pieces in place. And, and then they have guys stepping up. Alex Austin made a nice play on the interception. Sure did. safety spot coming across, picked off Josh Allen on a throw that was that was underthrown. Um, mm-hmm. He underthrown Bad read. Bad read. Yeah, because Duggar was the one who was going to get beat. And I don't blame him as much on this, but there was a throw early to Diggs down the, the seam that on the run, Allen had to throw under pressure, and he underthrew it. It hit Duggar in the back of the head. If he lofts it up, Duggar's getting beat again. But again, I don't expect Duggar to cover a, a, a Pro Bowl receiver. That's a little bit – that's more of a scheme issue. I don't really like how that ended up on the field. I think your grade may be more succinct and appropriate. Um, it, like, if we had to pick a mathematically accurate grade, probably an 82 for the Patriots. However, I think I was feeling a bit more lenient and or generous given the odds that were stacked against them by the turnover-happy offense of the first half. With their – Yep. Non-turnover-worthy throws and, and plays right. made by Bailey Zappi, of course. Thank you. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to give them a little extra because, like, time and again, they just went to sit their big old butts down and maybe grab a sports hydration beverage. It's like, oh, all right, guess we're getting back up and getting in there. All right, here we go. Lids. So um, I gave them their flowers and gave them a B-plus for the effort out there as well. wasn't perfect, but damn, if there's one side of the ball this season that at like, we don't even have to do a, all right, what was the best? No, 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 stop. This defense has outperformed this offense. They have lapped them at this point. The and do you think Gerard Mayo's done a good job? Well, I couldn't point out one person. That's what Bill Belichick said. It's everybody. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, really? Yeah, it wouldn't be because out. there's any competitive friction inside the building, Bill, no, knowing that your successor be could be right behind you. Right? Is there. Wouldn't be because yeah. your son is there, too, and you don't want to promote Gerard Mayo as your replacement and the better of your son. No, no, no. Your, your son may actually stick around and work for Gerard. In case, I don't know. Just, He's like, Gerard does a great job. I'd be happy to work under him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Special teams. I just gave him because, it, once again, you've got an awesome play made by special teams, and then you've got more terrible plays so i gave them a c i actually gave them a b because the kickoff return mm. for a touchdown was a great play i think they may have gotten away with a little bit of a hold but that happens on every yeah, big play I think, like that isn't wait isn't they're holding on literally every play in football that's what they say i don't know if it's actually true i've never really sat down pro football right. focus no andy let's sit down and watch every play in football and we'll figure let's it out and count it. all let's 11 players and like let's every block it. and yep let's do it um gonna do a live Rager has injected he's had a big return in each of the last three games now some didn't count penalties different things but um this should have been the impetus to pull off the upset uh especially in a place where a year ago you lost because of kickoff return touchdowns it was like sort of theatrical almost in it I thought it was a very po- very poetic sort of like ah return service and, and it was and I will say yes I thought too like oh the upset could be in in, in the cards today for the Patriots yeah 98 yards great spin move the kicker looked like Rager was actually going to fall down and the kicker tries to tackle him and helps Rager stay on his feet Yep. So and but the kicker, did you see Mike Giardi's tweet? Like he the kicker ran the fastest of any specialist all year. He got to like twenty point eight four miles per hour. Did you're kidding? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It was impressive. Somewhere, Par- I mean, somewhere Parcells was like, uh, he's not a kicker. He's a football player. Yeah, he's a football. Well, he yeah. didn't make the play, so I guess it's hard to. He tried. Well, he, only one Vinatieri could track down a Herschel Walker, but uh yes, I and I will say this. I think 
it's almost like you and I talked in the post game about how like Jalen Rager, you know what? You deserve an audition next year for the football team. Yep. Maybe it's as a special teamer, kick returner, could be wide receiver five or six. He does look a bit more comfortable on kickoff returns than he does running routes and catching passes. Like it, it looks like a good fit for him. And I know Marcus Jones will should be fully recovered from his labrum surgery and people are going to want him back there. But wouldn't you rather, Andy, knowing that Marcus Jones is a wee bit undersized and a tad fragile, wouldn't you rather limit his touches to like punt returns, a little slot corner action, and maybe some trickeration on offense as opposed to punt returns, kick returns, full-time slot, maybe some offense as well. Like let Rager handle the kickoffs, which he looks like he's more than capable to do, and let Marcus Jones uh, juke, jump, and jive his way on the punts. Yeah, and there's no problem having multiple guys that can do those roles and, you know, having athletes that you actually want to play, just don't feel forced into playing sort of that kind of mentality. Now I, I don't, it's funny. I don't know a lot about Jalen Rager. I feel like I didn't do a lot of research when he came and probably shouldn't be admitting that on the podcast. That's all about Patriots where I pretend to be an expert. We'll um, fix that in post. Don't worry about yeah. it. But on the interception that they, he was not on the same page with Bailey Zappi and Bailey Zappi was clearly pissed and sulked and then tried to make the tackle and it was too late because he had already been sulking and the guy scored a touchdown, uh, Roswell Douglas. But Mike Giardi had a very snarky like, oh, Jalen Rager didn't make the right sight adjustment on a play? You don't say. Like, apparently the book mm. on him must be that he doesn't do those types of things well. Right. Like All the physical tools just doesn't have the processing and understanding. Yes. Yes. Um, but again, if he's your fifth slash sixth wide receiver as a kick returner athlete guy, who who knows? Maybe he's even a bounce between the practice squad and the roster kind of guy. Could be like the it. end of the Matthew Slater days. Now, you can't just have Brendan Schooler. Cody Davis could be coming to an end. A Jalen Rager could find a nice little special teams yeah. home for himself with a little yep. offensive. Eh, 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 you never know. But uh, so, yeah, I gave him a B because of um, the high that was the Jalen Rager kickoff return. Um, sort of an average day, not a great day for Beringer. And then your enough. guy, Chad Ryland, uh, yep. wouldn't be a day without missing a field goal because mm -hmm. that that's what he do. I know you are want to point out he didn't miss two because there was a penalty. But guess yeah. what, Andy, when the, when he thought the kick counted, he missed it. Well, that's because he's not a very good kicker right now. No, he's not. And I, I'm beginning to wonder if he's not going to be traveling down. We talk about the uh, Patricia Chung Van Noy reclamation project highway that uh, McDaniels, that so many players and coaches, when they leave, they go get paid. They f they flame out somewhere. They come home. Uh, I think Chad Ryland may be traveling down the Roberto Aguayo expressway of a kicker that was drafted. You could even call it the Rorwasser expressway, though. He's no um, controversial figure. He's just not. Very hey, good at kicking stinks. the football. Let's not lump yeah. them into some of the other no. stuff. <laughs> no, I know. I've, yeah, exactly. Yeah, one was a 3%er. Um, the other one makes about 3% of his kicks. You already used that joke. We recycled That was on the post-game show. I got one. <laughs> um, <laughs> in all seriousness about him, yeah. if there is a full regime change, if there's a new GM and a new head coach, and the new head coach isn't um, tied to this regime, if there's like a really clean slate, then he's in really, really bad shape. I do think because yep. they drafted him in the fourth round, like if Matt Gross sticks around and hell, Bill Belichick sticks around, that buys him some time because they won't want to admit the hellacious mistake quite as quickly as a new uh, regime might. All right, let me just give you a quick look, uh, Andrew, uh, just for fun, because people that are listening are going to be watching and rooting next year. And of course, they can't go anywhere without their analysis from Six Rings. Here are... 
some of the top place kickers that will be on the open market in 2024. Kaimi Fairbairn from the Houston Texans. Will Lutz, who's out there in Denver with his old pal Sean Payton. Greg Zerline, Greg the Leg, Legatron, who's currently with the Jetropolitans. Old pal Nick Folk, huh? Greg Joseph in Minnesota. Brandon McManus, who's in Jacksonville, made his name kicking a mile high in the sky for the Broncos. Joey Sly, who's with the Commanders, And Chase McLaughlin, who's currently kicking for the Buccaneers. Bunch of veterans. No one strikes me as the sure thing right there as well. So I, I any which way it goes, it'll be a competition next year for place kicker. Uh, Maybe they'll bring I, in a young one again. What was the bowl game I was watching on? What day was it? New Year's Eve was I watching the big somebody had a big fat kicker with a strong leg who came on. to. Mm -hmm. He was going to try like a 65 yarder, but then the idiots had a, a delay a game to turn it into a 70. So they couldn't let him try it at the end of the half. But wow. He uh, apparently has a big leg and it booms mm -hmm. it. So maybe they'll bring in another young guy. Alabama. I'm not sure if he's draft eligible. Alabama's place kicker is a big dude, and he made both of his big kicks uh, in the college football semifinal with leg to spare as well. But who knows? All right. Now we go to quarterback and coach. Quarterback got himself a C minus D. Again, I'm a more objective mm -hmm. onlooker, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. not those rose colored sunglasses, those mm -hmm. old Patriots colored sunglasses. Um, I mean, he had, I told you on the post game show, I'm not going to reuse a joke, but I'll reuse some material analytically. There was one play where Zeke makes a nice, nice block. He steps up in the pocket, kind of on the move, zips it to Gasicki on the left side, who was just into his break at the right time. There's times when it looks good. There's times when his pocket presence and his movement around the pocket, his running ability, he even had the rushing touchdown. There's times when you see positive plays, but I'm going to revisit it because he's the quarterback and leads an offense that went interception, punt, mm -hmm. interception, fumble, punt, interception. Mm -hmm. And there's just too many three and outs. There's just too many turnovers. There's just too many unproductive drives. It's not all him, but he ain't overcoming it. And I know. Your people at Puff uh, say he didn't put the ball in harm's way, but he puts the ball in harm's way too often, and sometimes it really kills him, including a pick six in which I didn't like his sulking right after the pick. He kind of showed up Jalen Rager in the immediacy of the action. Like, if this were baseball or a different sport, he's always showing up his teammate. That's not really a thing as much in football that we talk about, but mm – -mm. He kind of showed up Jalen Rager, and then because of that, made this weird half-ass effort where he just kind of put his head down and fell down and wasn't part of the tackle that never happened. Right. We like the moxie. We like the the we like the energy. But when you've only started seven games in the NFL and your record is four and three, and you're currently a member of this blah offense, you're not really allowed to show anybody up. Yeah, like it's gonna like have. We need like, no. We need more attaboys. It's just gonna have to be chin up. Let's go. LFG attaboy. At, pat on the ass. Keep it going. We'll get him next time. Type of stuff. And and go light the guy up. Like that's what we should be looking for. Like oh Bailey Zappi's a scrapper. He threw a pick, but he tackled the guy and put him on his ass. Like now he was kind of sulking and being a dink. Yeah, yeah. That was that wasn't wasn't the best look. All right, and finally the coach, the coaching coaches i went straight c um because i thought the defense was good again uh they gave josh allen uh issues both schematically i thought at times both uh play the pass rush they blitzed some thought they were aggressive um i thought they did a really nice job defensively i'll give them some credit for the opening kickoff i'm guessing they schemed up a return that they thought would work against that coverage unit and it did mm -hmm. i'll give you credit for that mm -hmm. offensively 
just not a great day. Um, are guys fighting? Sure. But I expect you to fight on some level. You are professionals. I know some people don't, but I'm going to expect you to. So just throw it all in a blender, as you would say. And I just thought a very sort of blasty. And just think about this. You only have to probably, probably, I, I dare say, watch Vidarian Lowe play left tackle one more time. You give him a B? Because if you had a B, you know what that spells. Ah, oh, now you are reusing material. Okay, all right. Yes, I am. I learned it yep. from watching you. Uh, Dad, Dad, I learned it from watching you. Uh, yeah, I gave the coaching a B minus. I mean, there's only Over. so much. Again, yeah, that's all right. Like I said, I, you know, it's not like they went out there and said, hey, on the first play, if no one's open, find your third read and then throw it to him no matter how many people are around right. him. Like, it's it's not like they said, hey, um, you know, on this play, hey, Farrell uh, Brown, when you catch the ball, no matter how many people are trying to pull it out of your hands, don't go down. Keep running. Like, it just the people. Playmaker. This Farrell is Brown's trying to make plays. But also, Andy, these are things that have been characteristic of the four years since Tom Brady left. And things change completely in Foxborough. When teams are not very good, people sometimes see Exhibit A, the end of the Raiders game, December 18th, 2022, in Las Vegas. People start doing things out of character to try to make plays because you're not very good. And the margin for error is so unbelievably slim. Uh, the coaches can try all they want to coach that out of people and remind them to just do their job. But sometimes it ain't enough. All right. There are the grades overall. That's it on the Buffalo Patriots game week 17, game 16 on the 2023 season. Any final thoughts, uh, any considerations of our grades and beyond? Give us a shout at six rings pod at Fitzy GFY and at Jumbo Hart. And now stick around, of course, for everyone's favorite segment, Pat's Puri, where we go through all the news notes, nuggets, rumblings and happenings in Patriots Nation.